0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission, and we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Apostle told us, our prophet in the house to us, the one that God sent us his apostle by the grace of God and God gave him a word for us that these next three months are going to be months of unusual miracles. You see me here? I believe it too much. Like I can't explain to you. eh? I wake up with so much joy. Because unusual. As in unusual means it's difficult to explain. Like, people are going to come and say, uh, Excuse me, your church had 300 people. How did you get to 1,000 in, one, in three weeks? And you look at them and you say, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's peculiar. At Worship Harvest downtown, they've been having 200 adults every Sunday on average. Like, highest 200. Otherwise, 190, 170, 180 adults. This Sunday, this Sunday which passed they had 453 adults <laughs> there was no strategic plan they didn't call any people on the database it's already happening there are some people I know who made a very big pledge towards a and build more than 50 million and their proclamation was that they would fulfill it at the end of January they already fulfilled it and surpassed it. It's already happening. You see, when you're a child in the home, and you see that your sibling, when they turned 18, they gave them a car. When you're 17, what's happening in you? When they do it for your sibling, it is evidence that it's coming for you. So rejoice. I beg you to believe believe that we've entered something because if you don't you'll just be hearing testimonies and when I say we I mean we me, you see me here today is probably my one of the greatest even if I don't tell you anything and I go and sit down I was introduced by my father already my level has changed in the realm of the spirit. My preaching has changed. My ministry has changed. You have to be switched on spiritually. Yeah, you know. And I don't need to prove anything to you. You will see it. You are my siblings. You will see. We are in the same house. You will see. I'll also be seeing your things. We'll be celebrating together people are going to get gifts of lands and houses yeah because the Bible says that those things are from fathers your heavenly father gives gifts of lands and houses so don't be there saying me my parents didn't give me anything you have a new parent you aren't too tired of hearing those things do they only happen in other people's houses nothing to live on yeah can you rejoice one more time wow this is the sound that is going to be very constant in our churches in our homes at our offices in our extended families there's going to be a sound of rejoicing a sound of victory oh yes no more crying and weeping you'll be rejoicing you'll be rejoicing you'll be rejoicing you'll be rejoicing rejoicing. The prophet say, Joy and victory, Joy and victory, Joy and victory, <about> Joy and victory, 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 Joy and victory. That things are going to be so good that you can't hide them. Even when you refuse to testify, it will be seen. Yeah. May you be embarrassed by the blessings of God this year. Like where you feel like, do I talk again? Nothing like we've ever seen before. Nothing. You've seen some victories. I have also seen some victories. But what is happening this year? Is nothing like you've never, yeah. Then those ones who have been calling us a cult, I pray for them because now they need to really organize bigger accusations. Because what are they going to say now? Thank you, Jesus. There is a sound of victory over this house. Ah yeah, yeah 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 You know, I'll never stop saying thank you to God for Apostle me. Me I will not. Me I will not stop. Yeah, I will not. Apostle, I thank God for you. Yeah, I I, I no longer. Sometimes I don't know. Now what do I say? <laughs> Is there a better word than thank you? I seen, like last night, I just wanted to send you a I say, what do I say? I say, I've said thank you. But what do I say? What do I say? I don't know what to say. But there's a psalm that I love. My brother knows I love that psalm so much. Psalm 71. Maybe from verse 3 psalm 71 i want to show you something can you read it with me it says be my strong refuge to which i may resort continually you have given the commandment to save me for you are my rock and my fortress deliver me O my god out of the hand of the wicked out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man verse 5 from verse 5 for you are my hope O lord god you are my trust from my youth by you I have been upheld from birth for you are he who took me out of my mother's womb my praise shall be continually of you verse 7 I have become as a wonder to many and let us stop there that's one of my favorite portions of scripture and you know part of the miracle the biggest portion really when I think about it of the miracle that is my life is when God connected me to Apostle. He gave me a father. He gave me a lifter. Apostle sees things in me, some of them absolutely scare me. Like, what does he see? The other other day he told me, you're not self-aware. And I told him, I think I'm not. Because what, what are these things you see? What kind of man just loves you and promotes you and favors you and helps you there's a time Apostle was doing John Maxwell and when he finished they, they gave the people who were the John Maxwell team members an offer for family members to go in at they usually pay like $4,000 We're going in like for one five I was the family member who took the offer Then when I failed to completely raise the money, he found a way to justify leadership development for the pastor to pay for the ticket, so that I go. <laughs> Apostle, I thank God for you. God knows that I thank Him for you. I mostly talk to God about you more than I talk to you about you because sometimes I think it becomes redundant. So I have to say thank you, thank you. Wherebody? are Wherebody? <laughs> Yeah. but I thank God for you you are God has used you to work wonders I have become a wonder at least in my small world here of extended family and what they are like is it real is it true it's a wonder in the village I have become as a wonder in the village there are many people not so because God has been my refuge and one of the ways he's been my refuge is by connecting me to you. I thank God for you. Let's sit down. What's on my heart today? First of all, I'm very honored to have shared an altar today with all these men of God. You people. You people. Psalm 27, I think, verse 13. Psalm 27. Are you, are you there? Have you received many gifts from God this season 21? I want you to read with me loudly. It says, I would have lost... Are uh, You're not reading. I would have lost heart unless... I had believed that I would see. Now listen. What makes you not lose heart? Is continuing to build. Right now you're full of faith. Because you've been coming every evening for the word tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen after tomorrow. Even tomorrow you'll go for the word. Monday there'll be no evening meetings here. And Tuesday and Wednesday and ETC. Now what you must go away with, you must believe. Don't forget the things God has spoken. If you hold on to them and you believe that I will see, not I will hear. I'm going to do what? Meaning, there will be evidence of the goodness of the Lord while I'm alive. Not when I die. When I'm alive, I believe. That thing can carry you through any season. When you have an expectation of good, are you with me? Say, I believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah, you're not an exception to the goodness of God. You're not. No good thing that does. you, Rather, actually, you are extremely included. He's, yeah, it's, it's chasing you down. Goodness and mercy. Every day they are hunting you down. Like whether you want it or not. Now it's better when you want it because then you cooperate. You must wake up. You know, that song that we sang, Overflow, I play it every morning. I put it in my ears and I play it for about two years now. And another song. There are like three songs which I play daily. Telling myself, Madam, you're favored. You're blessed. You can't fail. No. I'm reminding myself of every promise. I write them down. I revisit them in the time of prayer. I rarely pray for things. I mostly pray promises. Honestly, if I'm being honest, just going through the promises of God. Because those promises deliver the things. You see, recently Apostle told us that there's nothing that fails like success. I never really thought about that. When we think of failing, we think about when you've made a loss. But you know that the greatest temptation that can fail us is when we succeed. And listen, glory has come. It is there of going and glorying. Which means that we are going to see what the world calls success, we're going to see things that are going to be quite extreme. Now, that's why we are learning about thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Because there is a danger. When the goodness of God comes, some people, that's the very thing that has destroyed them. Because they stop giving thanks and they start to think it is me. How are we together <laughs> Deuteronomy 8 from verse 10 uh, we, we are going to Thanksgiving don't worry Re, let's read together when you have eaten and have, uh, day tonight tonight, you are going to start eating praise God one more time yeah he's worthy of all praise yeah 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 you've been hungry so there's a way in which you are more humble yeah hunger humbles <laughs> Apostle saying the Lord may speak please Lord we beg you allow us to eat <laughs> we are your humble servants <laughs> when you have eaten and are full there are some people who, who are telling that ease into the food they said Pastor, you see me I shocked the body by not giving it food I didn't ease into it I stopped and I started drinking I'm going to shock it back and give it food ah, it's a shocking shock yeah yeah people are just there like you're joking you tell me but please don't eat cassava tonight okay yeah okay you eat food but cassava wait a few days (laughs) please (laughs) you lose a lot of guacamole (laughs) okay I pray for you when you have eaten and are full then you shall what must you do when you you, now you're full you no longer have any needs you don't need to ask God for anything anymore what does he say you should do that will preserve you? Why did Apostle Kalanzi tell us that blessing God is? Thanksgiving. Give him thanks and bless his name. When you have eaten and are full, do not forget to bless the Lord your God. For the good land which he has given you. Don't forget. You see, thanksgiving and remembrance can't be separated. What would make you say, that person has forgotten what I did for them? They don't talk about it ever. When they talk, they say, yeah, so I got this house but you're like, from where? They've never talked about how you gave it to them. Yeah. They don't even know someone did it for them, just say, thank God for my new house. There's a, for, for five years, Pastor Jeremy and I lived in a home for free. Say, so I'll be there. Because it's there in Deuteronomy chapter 6. You will live in houses you did not build. We have fulfilled that scripture for you, don't you want? So we stopped paying rent in 2018. And we entered that house for five years. We were just blessed. They were not our relatives. They were not our congregants. The Lord just went and told them to let us live. That's a story for another day. But I remember the temptation when people would come to. Because it was a beautiful home. People would come in and say, my God, wow. And you would want to just say, thank you. And the voice would always tell me, testify. Testify. And we would immediately say, oh, this is not our home. We are living in it for... And you know what that does? It humbles you. Because suddenly the, the, the people were looking at you and saying, wow, your husband must have built this. It's gone now. Yeah, no, Suddenly it's gone. There's even someone who told us that you're just house, housekeeping. He said, well, I don't mind housekeeping when I'm not paying rent. For you, you are not housekeeping. Praise God. People will try to diminish your miracle. Yeah, you're just housekeeping. I don't mind housekeeping a big, beautiful home for five years. Who here minds housekeeping? I don't mind. I don't mind. Chikutomere, chikusange. Hey, may it locate you. but let me tell you that, not, I'm telling you I would feel like I don't want to testify sometimes, because it would be feeling nice, especially like relatives eh? like, they want, you want them to feel like you are serious people eh? so they are like, wow what a beautiful home my good people, you've done so well <laughs> ah, thanks, glory to God really, glory to God tell the story and we would tell the story and suddenly they would stop looking at us as amazing and they would say, what a great God. Wow, who are those people? So the attention is going to go off of you and say so you stay humble. But when you stop referring to God for the miracles in your life, let's go back to Deuteronomy. He says that when you have eaten and you're full, you shall bless the Lord your God. Worship harvest. Bless the Lord your God. Don't be those who forget. Thanksgiving will save you from pride, from the deception of riches and success. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it, but sorrow begins when we forget the source. We become big. Our current home that we are living in, when people come and start admiring things, my friend, we start telling the story, oh, that chandelier was bought for us by this amazing, there's a couple here who came and built our kitchen. It's beautiful. When people come and they start saying, my God, where did you get this design? We say, there's a couple. Immediately, I talk quickly now, because I'm like, you see me. Yeah, I don't understand. Them. Eh, glory to God. <laughs> Praise his holy name. What you're really doing is pride. You don't want to tell that you're not the one who did it. And let me tell you the truth is it feels some way. It doesn't even feel very nice. I'm telling you, because human nature prefers to take the glory. And we tell them, It's this couple that came. They said God told them. And you know, we watched with Pastor Jim and said, What kind of people are these? Why do they want to bless us? Like, meanwhile, they call you, they apologize for delays. I'm like, Please leave us alone. eh? You build the thing. Stop apologizing to us. Stop. Like, they're like, No, it's such an honor. Then now when people come and say, Beautiful kitchen, you shut your mouth and say, Glory to God. (laughs) It's wicked. You must point back. Because when you do that, someone knows that even me, God, can do it for me. It's available for me. Yes. You see, when you praise God, you're not the only one who breaks out of prison. Paul and Silas, when they began to praise, the other prisoners had them. They didn't join in, but they were listening. And while they had them praise, chains broke, not only on Paul and Silas. Every prisoner in that prison broke out of their chains, when you testify and give thanks to God, you break people out of prisons. I can't tell you how many people received gifts of houses and stuff like that when we started to testify and give that story. So many people entered because they say, you mean it's available? I can believe for that. No problem. Today I'm not going to give you a sermon title. I'm just here to speak from my heart about the things God has put in me. Is that okay? Take me back to Deuteronomy. What does the next verse say? What's the first word there? When you see that word, what is it saying? Hatari danger. When you see that word, do you just pass by like this? Beware. It means, hey, pay attention. There's a danger here. The, what am I being aware of? He's saying, this thing he's about to tell you. Hey, you can fall in it. Because when they say beware, it means there's probably a thing you've not noticed that can harm you. And he says, "Beware that you do not do what yes. the Lord your God, by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today, do not forget. How do you not forget? Become a serial thanksgiver. You know, those, yeah, I was. You ask these guys out. My testimonies would be. Grass has grown in the at our home." I think I testified about grass for like a month and a like, it's true, the grass grew. Apostle even said, okay, okay, we will come and eat a barbecue. I think he was like, we've understood this grass. Call us and we eat meat in the grass. Because the grass became the grass. Eh? Yeah, call us. I call you for, yeah, now that we've been released, soon we'll be eating some barbecue in the grass. I like my grass so much, I even don't want them cut cutting it. Yeah, Please don't cut too much I want grass Because I remember when there was no grass You see When you forget what God has done You can't enjoy what he has done You can't There's a thing apostle put on his status this month I believe when he said that Do you realize that the things you now complain about Were once your prayer requests You prayed for a spouse Now you're complaining about the marriage You prayed for children Now they're an irritation and a school fees hazard you, you can't enjoy your life anymore. You prayed for a job. Now you hate your boss. That's your constant thing. I need a new job. Why would he give you a new one when you despise the one you have? You prayed for God to elevate you in the ministry. Now you lead an MC. You, you're cursing those people. I have a nun. Adults who can't take care of themselves. Huh? These are adults. If they die, they die. But you asked God for promotion. And you, at first you couldn't believe that he even thought of you to be a shepherd. You're like, me, I don't know any scriptures. I don't think I can shepherd anyone. Now you're like, eh, eh. The things you now complain about at one point they were a prayer request and a wonder. Do you know why? You forgot. You don't remember when there was no grass. That's why now you don't celebrate the grass. It's greener on the other side. You prefer the neighbor's grass. Beware that you do not forget. Worship harvest. Don't forget. How do you not forget? Give thanks. Don't be the person who never has a testimony in every meeting. That's what Apostle Collins told us, that you're more aware of what you want God to do than what he has done. Why should he do more? If what he did is nothing. I remember, I don't remember what year it was, Apostle, when you made us set an alarm at midday. I had that alarm for many years. And the alarm was stop and give thanks. I still have that alarm. It goes off at noon. And it's capital. It was many, many years ago. And I remember that's when we started a strong culture of thanksgiving. Like if you're weak at it, real set an alarm. I remember we started Thanksgiving jazz in our homes. Then we had Thanksgiving journals. Then we had alarms. And it's like something just started to break out. Because Thanksgiving multiplies. But for you, every time they ask you, eh, life is tight. You know, I, I, there's someone, someone I know, a businessman. Every time you ask him how is business, he says, great. He doesn't do those things of fake humility of, we are pushing. Pushing what? What are you pushing? We To struggle. And then you go to pray and speak. My business is taking nations. It's not. It is in the struggle. It's pushing. And you are the pusher. Don't forget the fundamentals we've learned. But also give. start giving. Don't be scared that when you give thanks, for what we, people will feel bad. As in, wow, you're so proud. You think God can't do it for others. It's only you. So you feel shy. That if you say that, you thank God that now you, you have a beloved. There are no beloveds in the world. You finished all of them by getting one. They are finished because you took one. They are over in the world. Because you got a promotion, if you testify, people will feel bad. Because your God is so limited. He had one promotion left. It was yours alone. So you're the one who did it. You feel you're so special. No one else can get it. No, God does it to show them what he can do for them. Your testimony releases faith. Do not forget. Sit down. I'm about to finish. Psalm 78, 40 to 42. Psalm 78, another scripture that stuck with me up to today. Read it with me. How often they provoked him. They're talking about Israelites provoking God. But why isn't your neighbor reading? Tell them neighbor. Be serious. serious. Okay. How often they provoked him in the and grieved him in the how how Yes, again and again they tempted. Can you imagine? Unlimited. They limited God. How? The next verse. They did not remember the day when he redeemed them. When you forget the things God has done, you limit his power and it grieves God. Because he wants to do more, but he can't. Why? You've forgotten. So you don't have a reference point. You, He's limited. God is limited in some of our lives because we closed the Thanksgiving portal a long time ago. So the supernatural power of God can't operate, but he wants to work. I used to be that person who was private about everything was a secret. I remember Pastor Jeremy one time asking me in the early years of our marriage. He said, I want to know what's not a secret. Like, I need, like, write them down. Because all the time I would be like, why did you say our things? Why did you have to say that? He's like, so what's, let me know what's not a secret. Like, let's define it so that I know what I can talk about. And God rebuked me and showed me that's pride. Like, your small life which you're hiding. Because now you earn two million, it's a secret. You need sexuality. There's a friend of mine, the first time they held one million shillings. They had security in the taxi. Security, gulu gulu, one million shillings. I think they even had a small knife to guard it. That's how some of you are with your little lives and testimonies. No one needs to know that you're getting married because they wish you bad. Let me tell you, Bambi, you're you're not that. It's not that serious. eh? They'll jinx you. It's really not that deep. Yeah, like people are taking territories. You're pregnant and it's a secret. We have to find out when it has bulged. Meanwhile, we when we were praying for you to get pregnant, all of us knew. But now, eh? Yeah, you got a visa, you can't. You just tell them when you're abroad. You send pictures. What is it? What kind of pride is this? That's why your life is small, because it can't benefit many. If you want your life to benefit many, you must humble yourself and start telling people what God has done. Humble yourself and start telling people what God has done. Because as you talk about it, you point them to the greatness of God. They even go around telling people there is this person. They did this and they got this. There is this person. They waited for a baby for seven years. Even yours is coming. They are now pregnant. There is this person. Why? You gave them a reference point, a handle, on which they can hang on to trust God for more. And when you do that, God keeps giving you more because you keep telling people about his power and then more people keep believing. But when yours is a private life, it really remains private. I know your understanding. When you forget, you limit God and you grieve him because then he can't move. You understand? He can't. That's why we tell of his goodness. It's very humbling to stand up and talk about how people bought you tiles. Because it looks like you don't have ability to buy tiles. But I would rather you look at me that way. And I point to God. So that that day you need tiles. You remember that there is a person who God gave tiles. Yeah. Someone came and gave us tiles for our entire house. Another person came and gave us all toilet fixtures, bathroom fixtures for our house. Another, a couple built our our entire kitchen. Another, some people from a certain location came and and I found out they went to the person who was going to plant our garden grass and paid for all the flowers, all the grass, all the, and even supervised the work. And many other such things. But when you say those things. Do you, when, do you now feel like those, Pastor Jeremy and Pastor b are very responsible citizens when I tell you those things? No, your focus is on God. That's why we don't like to remember and talk about the things not only God but other people have done. Because when you stand up and you point to someone, there's no, you, you look weak. Which is okay because that's when God's power rests on you. And that is something we've seen in Apostle. Ah, the man can point point to this one, point to that one. I learned this one here. I got this quotation from here. I did this from here until you're like, but do 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 you look at him and feel like you are not anointed? Instead, what happens in your heart is that you grow a bigger honor, love, respect. The very thing that is holding you back is that you want to point to yourself. God says to Saul, through the prophet Samuel, he says, when you were small in your own eyes, did I not make you the commander of the armies of Israel? He says, when you were small, that's what he says to him. Saul, when you were small in your eyes, when Saul was hiding in the rubbish, not wanting to be a king, he forgot. He forgot that the man who came and drew him out of the bins, eh, of the dust bin, and actually made him without any qualification, anointed him to be a ruler. Now he disobeyed his command because he felt, I'm the king. I can do what I want you delayed. But you forgot the person who put you in the office. And when he did that, God told him, when you were little, someone, God is reminding you, when you were little, when you could not believe the things God was doing, did God not elevate you? He made him the head of the tribes of Israel and did not the Lord anoint you? And then the next verse, what does he say? But now, verse 18. Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, God, God told him what to do. He refused. And the next verse, why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And he says, and why? He gave his excuses. I obeyed. Oh, I just kept something. What? Just know. Eh? But it begins with remembering. And God told him, the Lord has chosen someone else who can humble themselves. And if there is someone who pointed to God, is called David. David never forgot. Can I show you two scriptures that show you how David never forgot? Let me show you. First sit down. Let me show you two scriptures. Take me to 2 Samuel 7:18. After that, we'll go to 1 Chronicles 29. 2 Samuel 7:18. God is helping us. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. <laughs> this is after. the prophet had told him you can't build a house for god but your son will build it and and then now david offered then david sits down read with me see what see the heart of david then dave king david went in before god he was like a small boy he was not a king never allow yourself to become big before god remain a small girl remain a small boy you know one of the things that humbles me over and over is this altar Today I was telling Pastor Ari, when will I stop being like this? And she told me, never. Because the whole morning I was going to that toilet. I was, what? I'm like, Jesus, please Lord, help me. Oh my God. I'm trying to concentrate, but... And you know what? Maybe it's okay to stay like that. Yeah, It's okay not to recover. Don't become big. Let the other people think you're big, but never think of it yourself. Remain small. But how? Remember... Constantly remember in your private time with God, tell Him, God, know me. <laughs> How many of you know of a, a place called Rugoma? There are not ten even hands in the house. Yeah. But even though you don't know Rugoma, you know me. Ah. Oh, yeah. He brought me from there. I was born in a hospital called Nyachevari. doesn't really matter but there were times when I thought my life was over but even then he was writing a story so when I come before him I tell him God me no way when we are with our siblings even yesterday we were talking about it I think every month we, talk, we remember without it like we keep talking to people us we are here we are married we have children. We have homes. We're like, how? how? How is this possible? Yesterday, we now a family group who were jazzing about it again, like you people. What has God done? Let We never forget. Others can forget, but you never forget. And the more you remember, the more power is at work in your life because you attract more power when you remember. You attract more power when you remember. You know that the same God who did that will do more. Me, that's why I'm confident about impossible things. Because I'm like, I'm an impossibility standing before you. Eh? Hey, it's a complete impossibility. For me to stand here? From where? Where would you have found me from Rugoma? King David went in and sat before the Lord, read with me, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God? What is my house that you have brought me this far? Continue. And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O Lord God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manner of man, O Lord God? Now what more can David say to you? For you, Lord God, know your servant. For your word's sake and according to your own heart, you have done all these great things to make your servant know them. Therefore, you are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you. Nor is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people? Like Israel. He goes on and on. He's just saying, God, who am I? Who is David? But you would do these things for him. Take me to 2 Chronicles 29 from verse 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all. The other one was private. This one is public. Are we together? Remembering is not only private. Also in public. Tell of his goodness. He says David blessed the Lord. You remember Thanksgiving is blessing God. That's how you bless God. With your Thanksgiving. What else can you give God? Money. He's the one who gave it to you the only thing you can give him freely is thanksgiving and honor and praise and testimony he says David blessed the Lord before all the assembly together and David said "Uh blessed are you Lord God of Israel our father forever and ever yours O lord is the greatness the power and the glory the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours yours is the kingdom O lord and you are exalted as head over all both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all in your hand is power and might in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all now therefore our god we thank you and praise your glorious name but who am i and who are my people, that we should be able to offer so willingly as this. For all things come from you and of your own we have given for we are aliens and pilgrims before you as we were as were all our fathers our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope oh lord god all this abundance we have prepared to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand and is all your own i know also my god that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness as for me in the uprightness of my heart i have willingly offered all these things and now with joy I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly. Let me tell you, when you have a heart of thanksgiving and you remember God's goodness, when offertory time comes, you give so willingly, but also you're shocked that you can't even have what to give. It, they can't be cajoled because you're like, you people, you know where I've come from. Me, I can give 20,000. It's easier, 30,000, <laughs> hundred. and you're happy that you're willingly giving it but that also you have the resources to give and you're just like, God, God, thank you. Thank you for enabling me to give. Are you understanding? God has been good. Thanksgiving is your testimony of God concerning you. You cannot testify about what God has not done. Can I tell you some of my testimonies as I close? I remember many things. I remember that when I lost my parents, both of them by the time I was 10 years old, I thought my life was over. But I remember that God provided families that raised me, that educated me, I never lacked fees. I always went to school with all my fees paid. All. All from the beginning of time. With it, I had no father and no mother. Naturally, I remember. I will never forget the people who God used to give me a good education. I remember... (laughs) being thrust into, coming from Kampala when my parents died and going to a school where even speaking English was like a tourist attraction. And sitting there, they would sit around you at break time and say, talk. <laughs> then they call their friends, eh? talk. Then they say, swing, 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 swing. That's how you're sounding. And I didn't, and I couldn't speak the language yet. So I felt so out of place. But I remember they always referred to us as orphans. I see how God has removed orphanhood from my life and instead given me so many fathers and mothers and family beyond my wildest dreams. I have not felt like an orphan for very many years. I remember going to Buranyanji secondary school. It wasn't my first choice. I desired to go to another school. And when I went there day one, people are introducing themselves in class my name is Georgette, I'm from Buganda Road Primary School. Uh, by the time my turn came, eh, I was like, should I change the name of my school? Then I said it, Rukunjiri Universal Primary School. <laughs> then someone was like, I'm sorry, are you mean Universal Primary Education? No, it's a school. <laughs> Never heard of it. Well, here I am. And it is in that school in Boranyanji. The one I did not want is where I encountered God, is where I had my first encounters with the Holy Spirit, is when God defined me, I believe, from the beginnings already as a minister. I started to hear the voice of God. It is in Buranyanji that I preached my first sermons and led many to Christ who I still meet today who say, I got saved in secondary school when you preached. Pastor Evelyn was in the school with me. She remembers Um, it's it's there that I started to lead worship to write songs, to love God to love the presence of God it's there where I got to know the Holy Spirit and to know the distinct voice of God I remember I remember going to university in my first week and going to the scripture union fellowship because I knew that's where you go fellowship not knowing that that day worship harvest would sing in the fellowship fellowship I would see Pastor Evangeline on the stage and then know that if she's there, I'm safe. And then join that group thinking I'm following her, not knowing God was connecting me to my destiny father. I remember. I remember God who saved me from many bad men and connected me to Pastor Jeremy. A man who has never held me back, a man who has supported me, a man who has encouraged me. A man who has celebrated me. A man who has let me be whatever God has wanted me to be. A man of great peace. I remember. I remember when <laughs> Apostle asked us to care, take, worship, harvest, kati, And without me knowing it, God was ushering us into pastoral ministry. And from then on, it's only gotten bigger and better and more glorious. I will not forget I remember how I was told that I would never have children. And then I remember how I have had four amazing children. I remember in 2014, my husband started getting crazy heart palpitations. Up to that point, I had lived with extreme pain in my stomach for many, many years. Too many to count. I was used to it. And then, so now being me, I fought hard to make sure that we go to India raised money sort of forced my husband we must go because this heart thing is scary not knowing we had visas i had an attendant visa he has uh, he had a patient visa when we went there they checked him they even went into his heart and like manually and found nothing wrong with him and refunded all his money and then he said why don't you do a full body check since we are here and i did a full body check and the people said it's urgent. We must do an, an emergency surgery. And I first refused until he threatened to tell Apostle. Then I said, "Let's not, let's not eh, escalate matters." I eh? <laughs> yeah, don't complicate. Why are you complicating things? So it's a very simple matter. Even I was saying yes. So then we had the operation, and when they went in, they said that they found that the thing around the gallbladder was so extended that maximum twenty-four to forty-eight hours it was going to burst. Send poison into my entire bloodstream and I would die. There was no remedy for it. God rescued me from death. I came back as the patient and he was the attendant. (laughs) God knew how to trick me to go. He gave me life. And up to that point, people had been dreaming of me dying. I remember in 2018 when God sent a couple to give us a house to live in for five years. And gave us enough time to raise money. To build our own first home. I remember. I remember. (laughs) So I ask you... How can the devil convince me... When I have all this evidence... That God is not on my side. The only thing that would happen is if I forgot. Because when I look at my life... There is no way... I could have planned anything... Right now. That me... I have disciples... I'm a real spiritual mother to people. A real one. I lead the congregation. I can stand before people and talk and make sense. It is a work of God. I can never forget. And I pray that I will never forget. Because the day I forget, God will become limited in my life. I want to ask you, what has God done in your life? Do you remember? Do you talk about it? I often talk about one of my siblings who fell from the fourth floor of Bugolobi Flats at the age of about two. This person has no broken bone, has no, my, my other siblings say, no mental damage apart from, yeah. yeah. So this, they, they are alive, they are married, they have children, like what should have, that should have, people don't survive those kind of falls. And he fell on bare ground, concrete. And by the time they reached my mother, there were no mobile phones to come and take him to the house. Like, I remember. And so you can't convince me. Because I have my handles. When David faces Goliath, he says, I saw God. He helped me when there was a lion. He helped me when there was a bear. He's the same God now in public that I've experienced in private. You will not shake me. Today I'm coming against you in the power of the living God. And I'm going to cut off your head, and he did. Why? Based on his testimony of God. I want you to become a testifier. Don't close your mouth. Your mouth is a potter of power. Your mouth is a potter of exchange. Your mouth is a potter of glory. Your mouth is a potter of increase. Tell of his goodness, tell of his power, tell of his might. In Jesus' name, amen.